and welcome again to Fat Free Film. I'm Joel Marshall, and this is my co-host, Kamala Lopez Dawson. <laughs> and uh, we are here in Hollywood, and we're here with Pitoff. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being here. <laughs> my pleasure. Great. And we also have Justin Shoemaker here doing the sound, and he might chime in, too. Um, so anyway, uh, we have brought you here today to talk about filmmaking. And uh, one of the things that I'm very curious about is when uh, one, one of the things that you have done is you made the first HD feature length film. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was the, the very first one using the uh, Sony uh, HD camera. Mm -hmm. that, that, the one that George Lucas used for Star Wars, the uh, episode one. Mm -hmm. And VDOC was the really first uh, movie shot entirely with the uh, HD camera. Entirely. Is that uh, HD camera, the one that you're talking about, is that equivalent to the Sony 900? Or what, what is it equivalent? No, it is, yeah, it, it is, it was, yeah, the, the Sony 900. But it was a really first, and, you know, I was really, it was really funny because we, when we did the test, so be, before that, I mean, my, my, my choice to shoot digital was aesthetic. It, it was not a matter of price or, you know, or convenience or whatever. It's just, just for the aesthetic of, of the image. Because, you know, I was in, in post-production for years, and every year I went to the, all these big shows like the NAB and stuff like that for the last like almost 25 years. And I saw growing up this HD image. I mean, the first in the early days, uh, we just had an analog monitor mm -hmm. with a still image, mm -hmm. uh, like a photo showing. And, and then year, year after year, it started to be moving picture. And, and went to analog to digital. Mm -hmm. And I was amazed by the quality of the image, by the depth of field, by the sharpness, by the contrast. And to me, the impression was it, it looked like a, like a, a, a colachrome, an ectachrome. You know, it's really very bright. And it, it has this... Uh, so I, I, when I was a kid, I, I used to do photos. I, like, I loved photos and I have my own uh, black and white lab in the, in the cellar. And uh, so I was really, really uh, very into, into image. And at, the, at that time, like uh, last, last, last century, <laughs> century ago, <laughs> at that time, there was a Kodak process called Kodachrome. Uh -huh. And it was, you know, it was a, a special thing because you couldn't, I mean, you, ha you had to buy this Kodachrome. You had just 24 uh, to 25 ASA. It was very specific film. And but this Kodachrome gave a certain feeling and a certain transpa transparency, a certain saturation, which was really, really amazing and very, very particular to this type of, uh, of, uh, of film stock. And the, uh, 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 when I first saw this HD monitor at the real beginning, when it was still analog, I had the feeling to, uh, to, uh, uh, to find again this type of quality. But instead of uh, be used just for, uh, for a still image, you could even think to do, make a movie with that. So I always had in mind to one day make a movie using this technology. And when I start this, uh, so this movie, Vidoc, this, this French movie, I wanted to, because it's a period movie, and it was my, my first movie, and I was not, I mean, the, uh, the movie chose me. I didn't choose the movie, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, I was, my, my big passion in life is, is uh, aviation, out of planes. And as a first movie, I was looking to, uh, I was looking for uh, uh, a scenario about airplanes. That was my, my goal. And actually, I didn't find any good stories. And uh, I met a producer uh, who knew me for, for a long time. And he said, you know, I have this uh, 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 feature 
but the thing is, I don't know if it's possible because there's a lot of visual effects, and I don't know if in France we have this skill. And uh, so please let me know because I was I was known to be a, a visual effects supervisor. And let me interrupt you for one second. I think what um, can you tell us just quick in quick broad strokes your career from when you started taking photographs till we get to yeah, the sure. film? Yeah, sure. So I really start. I mean, since since ever I was into. Movies. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I was w w watching TV a lot. I was going to a cinema in Paris. And my, my favorite uh, filmmaker were like, like Hitchcock, like uh, Wells, uh, and then later on Kubrick. All the, the old, not old-fashioned, but really uh, these kind of movies. And I always wanted to be somewhere in the movie industry. You know, mm -hmm. when, when you're a kid, it's very, it's very blur. It's blurry. I mean, you, 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 you know that you want to be before, behind... Be, uh, uh, behind or in front of the camera mm -hmm. and I knew in front is not for me I don't, want, I don't want to be an actor so I knew my, my word would be behind the camera mm -hmm. and uh, but without honor without other any precise idea mm -hmm. and then when I was like 12 yeah 12 13 uh, I start to, to be really uh, interested in, in photos in pictures and I start to, uh, to buy my first uh, camera and uh, I, I start, because I, I like technique, I start to have my own photo lab uh, in Paris in, in the cellar. I was spending night and night, you know, it was very humid and cold, <laughs> developing photos and enlarging photos and playing with the, uh, the paper and everything. So I really, uh, I spent years and years doing that. And uh, with always in mind the, uh, okay, I can maybe one day I'll be a director, but without any, because my family was not in this business. My, my family was in the pharmaceutical industry, so nothing to, uh, to nothing in, 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 uh, in this, uh, in this uh, area. Um, and then, so I always ha had that in mind. And, and when I started to be, and then what was about to be a graduate, uh, I looked for, you know, to find a university or something to, uh, to learn cinema. And actually, in France, we just have like a, 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 a public school, mm -hmm. a public university kind of, uh, which was kind of, I didn't like it because it's very, it was very intellectual. It's very, very snobbish kind of uh, thing. So I didn't want to go there in this. So I was really lost. And... Um, I didn't know anybody in the uh, in the uh, in, in this uh, in this uh, uh, profession. So I went the kind of, kind of stupid thing when you were a kid. I went to a, to do a, a psychological test, psychological test, you know, mm -hmm. to to determine what are your skills and what you're good for and stuff. So I did that test, and after one day, you know, drawing circle, triangle, and square and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they the, the the lady told me, you know, you have you know definitely 3D. Uh, skills. I was not too bad in drawings. I was good in math and stuff like that. And she said, "Okay, you could be an architect." Mm. Arch and it, it may, I mean, for, 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 for what she said, it makes it made sense. I say, "Well, why not?" And then you know, because I was kind of desperate, okay, let's go for uh, for architects. And I went to, into the uh, the Beaux Arts, which is a big uh, uh, French uh, uh, architectural school. Mm -hmm. And but at this time the architect's diploma was very very not good actually because you know the engineer and the guy who really went to university more technical these guys they, they, they get a job the big buildings and a very interesting job they get it and the guy who did the courses as an architect because you know the the, the level of technology in this kind in in this uh, university was very very bad so. When I saw the guy after six years study, the guy was just hired like a, 
like intern. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do that. After three months, I don't feel like a, like a building builder. <laughs> so let's move out. And then I, I left the, uh, uh, the university and I had to wait for the next school year in order to do something else. I have no, no clue what to, to start. But then I, 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 so I knew I have like a 10 months of waiting. So then I start to look for a job. And I found a job in a in a, in a in a production company who was who, at this time they were doing a, um, a slideshow because it, I mean, yeah it's like thirty years ago so video didn't exist there's no video and for a lot of convention and for you know uh, uh, industrial uh, uh, communication and stuff like that they use a, a slideshow which was really with two. Uh, uh, with two a projector uh-huh. and with you know a dissolve with, with, with between uh, slides and music and stuff like that it was like a sort of a movie yeah. mm-hmm. like now we have online you know like, like slideshow yeah, right. like the uh, uh, the uh, I follow slideshow uh-huh. this kind of thing was done with real real slides so it was mm-hmm. and you have to encode the music it was fun and because you know I was like a sort of a photographer the, the guy hired me as an uh, assistant and uh, I became also a photographer because, you know, it was like, I mean, they shoot these uh, things like movies because you had to tell a story mm-hmm. with slides. It's like, it's like, a, like, a, like a comic book, but with, with photos to tell. Sometimes you have to tell stories that you have to have actors and stuff like that and shoot them and put the light. So it was kind of fun. And I met a guy who was uh, editor. He was film editor. And uh, I told him, you know what, I like to, to do... Uh, to be this business, but I don't know how to start, and I have no clue. I want to be director, but I have no clue how to get there. And the guy told me, you know, the best, you know, you're right. I mean, to be director, you have a lot of different paths. You can start as an actor, you can start as an assistant director, you can start as a producer. I mean, there's no, there's so many, so many ways mm-hmm. to finally be a director. Uh, but, you know, I can recommend the editing. Because editing is really like a control tower. I mean, you see everything from from a, a higher point of view, and you understand exactly how to shoot a movie, how the reason, uh, and you know it's a really really good school. And I said, okay, yes, sure, why not? Let's, let's do it. And so the the, the guy he, um, he he told me if you want to, you know, I can you can work with me because I'm looking for for an intern. So you, you can start with me. I said, yeah, cool, let's go. Uh, but the funny thing is, it, he, he was editing porno movies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like 18. And, and, and uh, he was editing porno But it, it was at the real early days of porno movies. 30 years ago, they were, you know, of, of course, shooting on film, edited in film. And at this time, they were releasing, I, I mean, Paris, mm-hmm. they were released like any other movies on the Champs-Élysées. Like, it was like, you know, you had action movies and you have, you know, fucking movies. <laughs> it was the same scope. And it was, it was really very funny, very funny. And for me, you know, it was like, a, oh, cool. And so I started to work on that and to learn how to cut and, and to, to edit. And but then uh, my family, which is uh, like, like we say in France, bourgeois family. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like a, a, a not high class, but, you know, middle high class. And they were just not Catholic and stuff like that. How can you do that? I mean, you, you're going you, you're going to hell. You know, I mean, you're, okay. mm-hmm. and because I was young, and I said, "Yes, maybe you're right." So I should give up, and I gave up. And I went back to university to uh, um, to study uh, uh, medicine mm. to be a doctor because I was, you know, I was good in math, and I, I was really interested in, in research. I, I, I didn't. I was not looking to be a, to be a doctor like a, like an ER doctor. 
you know, or in, in a hospital or something. But still, I was looking more, maybe, you know, kind of fun in, in research or stuff like that. I was interested in it. And same thing after six months. Because, you know, it was hard to get back to, to university to learn bio, biochemistry, yeah. chemistry, physics, math and stuff. And I was, you know, far from that. So, And after six months, I say, no, no fuck. No way. It's not me. Uh, and then I... I, I uh, I gave up again on, on, on these uh, studies, and I said to my family, fuck you guys, I don't trust you. you, you, you uh, I mean, and I left home, and I went back to, uh, to, to the guy who hired me first on, on, on porno movies, and he hired me back. And then I started to be editor, really, and, and the guy moved from editing to directing and producing, so he started to produce uh, porno movies as well. And so I became his assistant, his assistant director. Uh, and. And so for like, yeah, four or five years I did that. And it was amazing because I, it was the best school ever. Because, it, you know, it was a small, small crew. And so, it, so it, I had the opportunity to, to test everything. You know, I can say I've done everything in this business. I mean, at least once. Mm-hmm. You know, like a camera operator, a sound operator. I mixed a movie. I, w- I, did, I did some, uh, some post-production. Of course, I did editing, sound editing. Uh, um, dubbing, uh, uh, looping. No, oh, I, I did everything once because it was easy. Because it's small, small crew, so there's no problem to 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 uh, to go from one uh, uh, function to an, uh, to another one. So it was it was great. And then the 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 movie, the, the porno industry turned to be what it is now. You mm. know, the, the porno, you know, shooting video and stuff like that. And then I I, I it started to be you know. Impossible for me because you know I was not interested in porn. I was interested mm-hmm. in movies, and so far it was really like making movies. Just the, the only difference it was like you know it was a real story with real actors, not very good actors, but they were they were actors, and we, and we treated the whole thing like a movie, and it's, it's like an action movie. Just you know instead of a, a fighting, they were just fucking. So it so it was kind of kind of cool. And uh, the uh, I mean, we have a lot of uh, law, like in, in France we have the the what they, they, they call the extra X rated law, which really start to make it difficult to produce uh, a high class porn porn movies. So then I st- and then the video started, all the video market started, and then all the uh, uh, the porno movies were shot in video because it was cheaper and then and at the end anyway it was dedicated to be sell on VHS and not anymore on on screening room so I gave up on, on porno I said okay I don't want to, to shoot this I mean, this uh, thing on video it's not my, my thing and so I found another production company who hired me then to uh, to do um, commercial and uh, like we called industrial movies and then it was in video because it was the, the early, the really beginning mm-hmm. of the video technology with the what we call the, at, the, at this time the BVU and the Umatic, the, the all the big uh, three quarter three quarter uh, three quarter of inch tape. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of liked it because you know I was an, an editor and I started to be a director, and because I like editing, so I start to learn how to edit and how to do like sort of visual effects with the machine. And I, st- I learned on, on myself. I mean, I mean, nobody teach me. And I was just interested. I spent night and night, you know, to understand how, how it worked. And I thought to be uh, like successful in, in, this, in this scope. And I wanted to be, to go, because I was, directing started to bother me. Because, you know, directing, you know, this kind of commercial or, or industrial thing was just 
boring. I mean, because there was no acting, nothing, no, no real storytelling. But the, uh, the technical part was very interesting because it was the beginning of something new. And I, I felt that it was really a new era in terms of, of uh, uh, visual uh, and effects and everything. So I decided to go more, to stay in this technical world of editing and visual effects. And I met a, a guy who um, wanted to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to open with me a post company. That's what I did. And uh, when you say a post company, what do you mean by that? Oh, a post production company. And you know, and th this post production company uh, uh, was based on this new machine, which was called the Harry from Quantel, which was the first digital machine. It was a huge computer, computer, which at this time was very expensive because the uh, uh, the price of the computer was what one million dollar. It was wow. really one million dollar. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it was more of a. Com it was more than. It was, of, of course, it was computer based, but it was a, the first uh, uh, video, di digital video machine. What kind? You mean digital video editing machine, like an Avid, or no? Like I mean, it was. Yeah, it was like an Avid, but you have. It was like an Avid, but you have much more possibility of uh, digital effects. You had a paint box, so you can do frame by frame work. Oh. Uh, you had all it, it was more for uh, visual effects and editing, okay. because the, the thing is, and it was all digital. Uh, uh, and the thing was, um, the, the memory, the, the machine just had eighty seconds of live video, eighty seconds. So and it, you, you couldn't do a lot of you know no, 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 sh short shots because you know when you have to work on a background, a foreground, and a key when you have three elements. If, if each element is uh, uh, like uh, uh, 20 seconds, then you, you're gone because you have... Explain you know. to, to me, uh, by background, foreground, and key as separate elements, you mean... Give me an example. Oh, if, it's, if you want to combine, I mean, let's say, you know, you have different type of, of effects you can do on a, on a film. You can, let's say, self-content effects when if you want to erase something, if you want to add something which is like a painting or stuff like that, mm -hmm. okay, you have your image and you have the results. You have no other elements you add on top of it because it's just like drawing, okay? okay. That's the, simpl the simplest. That's one, one thing. Then you can decide to add other elements. If you want to combine two elements which come from two different takes, oh. then let's say you have... You want to, you have uh, uh, a scenery, okay, and you don't like the sky. You like the uh, you like the, uh, the the landscape and everything, but the, the sky doesn't you don't like it. So, but you know you, you have a, a, a piece of film with a nice sky, exactly the sky you want to add in the image. So you will add you have, you have two layers. You have you have what we call the background, which is the the landscape and what happened on the ground and you have the uh, 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 the foreground which is actually in this case the, the sky so you will have to combine these two elements so you have two I mean like in the old days you, you, you we were working with film strip so you had two film strips you want to combine in one film strip so that was done uh, uh, before that on a, on a, on a stand, it, you know, when it was you done. You reshoot it as reshoot an optical, right? an optical printer. Oh. Okay, and but now in digital, you you do it digitally, meaning that you have to to put to input in the machine your two piece of your virtual piece of films, and then combine them together mm -hmm. in order to uh, to to have the result, which is a new 
like a piece of film. Is this what we call compositing? It's compositing, mm -hmm. yeah. So, and you can composite, you know, as many layers as you want. You can start, I mean, the minimum is two. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise you're not, not compositing. <laughs> and then it's, it's endless. Yeah. And so at this time, the problem was, you know, the, uh, the, capa the capacity of the machine was 80 seconds. But in order to do something, you need to have the space to put your, your, your uh, separate elements and the results. Oh. Because the machine had to compute and to, yeah, to compute the, uh, the, final, uh, 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 the final shot. Is that basically rendering? Yeah it's, it? yeah, it's a rendering. So it was, everything was in turn in the machine. So, and it was like a, a closed system. Yeah, you, you didn't have any, at this time, we don't have any like Ethernet mm -hmm. or any way to, uh, to, to communicate with any, with, yeah. The, the only communication was with the VTR. You had a VTR, mm -hmm. a cable, and you get in or out of the machine. You load or you, uh, you, uh, you, you, uh, export. you, you export. Onto so, a tape. Or onto a tape. And the really first, because it was really the, the early days, and the first uh, tape we had at this time was a one-inch tape, analog one-inch. So it was kind of weird because you had to put analog one-inch tape into this digital machine, which was fine, but then you had to put back on analog mm. what you done in digital. So you, at this time, you were like losing uh, sort of, of, of quality on each, if you had to go in and out, you, every time you, you, you lost quality. Then starts... The, uh, the, beta, the the beta beta cam mm -hmm. beta 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 cam. beta cam which was like a bit better because it was composite it was not it, it was a, a component mm -hmm. instead of be you know a comp a composite like the uh, the uh, one inch and then a few a few years later came the first like they called the four to two machine which was the first digital machine and then VTR. And then we could, you know, go in and out from the machine without any loss of quality because we're digital, digital. against all digital. And this was a big change because then the memory was like uh, uh, um, even the and they they, they, they start to uh, of course the the, the 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 technology for the hard disk became better so they could extend the uh, uh, the, 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 the the disk uh, uh, amount. So and with with the digital. Uh, VTR, it was like almost like a, 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 without any limit because you could get in, get out, get in, get out, and you go and piece, when piece was by this? piece. When did this occur? This was in uh, 85, 86. So, what was the first feature film that you worked on as a compositor or as a digital effects person? So, first, I mean, at this time it was just uh, because it was video, it was commercials and music videos. Mm -hmm. So, and I did you know, most of the big, you know, commercial in France mm -hmm. and some of the, uh, uh, of the early music videos agreed for Prince, for Madonna, for uh, Boy George, for, you know, a bunch of, the, of this guy from the, from the 80s and 90s and uh, Lenny Kravitz. And uh, it, it was, so it was really a lot of, and uh, I had the, the, the chance to work with a lot of big directors, which like Mondino, who's a big French photographer and a music videos uh, director. And Jean-Paul Gould, but it's not just French guys. And uh, but it was very very interesting because you know it uh, nobody knew the machine, nobody knew exactly how to, to, to do things. So we had like a uh, uh, invent a new type of wheel per se. <laughs> so it was you know to to invent uh, the procedure, to invent how to deal with that, how to shoot things because you know it was the the 
we're used to, to deal with a, a, a film compositing, which is another comp completely another way of thinking when you when you start to work in the uh, uh, digital compositing. Uh -huh. So it's another way of thinking, and the real and then so we develop the uh, the technology uh, to HD. I mean to to film actually. So and and uh, because the computer was power enough to uh, uh, had the power to 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 treat higher. Uh, uh, um, higher quality and a higher. Uh, so, how would you do that? Would you take the film and turn it into digital, and then composite it, and then put it back out on film? Yeah, exactly. And because at this time, I mean, it, well, it was like ninety something. At this time, there's no tools on on the market, so there's no film scanner, and they're just like a a, a film recorder, so the device that helps you to put the, the film. I mean, the digital image on film, that was the only, the only device which was existing. And it was used for mostly for, for slides, for, for, for uh, um, uh, yeah, for, uh, slides, not, not, not moving picture. Uh, and then, because we had the need to develop things for feature film, then we built our own scanner. And for that, we, uh, we, we took an, an old optical printer called the Oxbury stand, uh, Oxbury stand, and we put on it a black and white camera, a, um, a, a digital black and white camera with filters in order to get the color. And we uh, wrote our software in order to trade the image and to do the compositing. And so we, we had to build everything from scratch because nothing was, uh, was, uh, was really existing in that scope. And the first movie we did uh, was uh, Delicatessen. From from Jean Pierre Genet oh, and Carol, yeah, mm -hmm. that's what the, the first movie we did with mm -hmm. this uh, technology, and then after that was the beginning, you know, of, and we did a City of Our Children, uh, Alien, for you know, lots of big, 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 big movies. I wanted to ask you about uh, Alien Resurrection and how you um, came up with the how you would make a, a completely unique world. Uh, was it combining models and? Uh, Compositing, like you're saying, models and drawings, or how uh, do you? On Alien, yeah. Um, you know, Alien. The thing is, uh, Alien is mostly uh, uh, miniature mm -hmm. because at this time the, uh, the the 3D technology was kind of okay. But you know, the Jean-Pierre Jeunet, Jean-Pierre Jeunet, he had a very very uh, precise look in, in his mind, and at this time it was very expensive. It it it, it, it would have been more expensive more expensive to do all the spaceship and everything uh, using the uh, the 3D. Yeah then model so we uh, we decided to go for model and i mean the the, the movie was had been done in a more conventional way uh, you know shooting models and then and digital compositing the only full 3d stuff was the uh, some aliens which were really really full 3d aliens and the, the the need was when you have a full body alien because it was impossible to have a a, a, a man in suit Doing the stuff, so it was the reason why we, we need a, a really uh, a, a full CG character. But other than that, it was really more playing with the quality of the image and you know adding stuff. And uh, did you work with a lot of the same people over several films? Um, oh yeah. Because you were developing these techniques, I would imagine you want to bring all the same people into each project. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, of course. We start. I mean, we start very very little because you know at the real beginning it was just me mm -hmm. working on this uh, Harry machine, and then when we start to uh, to develop. You know, so I start to have assistants and 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 people who are surrounding me. And when we start to to develop our own software, then the the, the guys who were my, my assistant then become uh, uh, digital artists. 
and we start to hire other people and to grow with our like, own family. So, and, and when we went, because, you know, we, are, we, we were based in Paris, and then when uh, Jean-Pierre uh, Genet did Alien Resurrection, so he did Alien here in, in, in Los Angeles, then he hired us to come to L.A. to do the movie. So I came with my crew. Was well, that the first time you came here? Yeah, yeah, to, yeah to, it was 10 years ago. What was actually. that like? Was that a shock? Or? Yeah, big yeah. shock. <laughs> yeah, very, very big shock. Yeah, yeah because, you know, uh, uh, for, for a French... Uh, 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 for French, you know, in this business, going to Hollywood is like going to heaven. To heaven, <laughs> no, it's like the big, the big church, and to be close to God. So uh-huh. it was like a like a blessing. And but were, did they install you in some other company as a sort of an exterior unit? That takes- yeah, completely. It, it was funny because it was dealing with, with a big studio, but but we play like gypsies because we were and all the guys were. We're not uh, uh, we're not uh, legal because you know we don't have the time to get the visas. So most of the guys were just on a tourist visa, and they had to stay three months, go back to Paris, and go back again for three months oh, to stay legal. So uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And, and what studio were you on for that? Fox. It was a Fox, and we had our own facility in the building, which was not in a Fox on a Fox lot. And with all the visual effects, so we, we rent the machine. At this time, it was big silicon graphics computer, so it was not PC and Mac. It was really big, 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 big computers. And so we had this little uh, 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 like warehouse where we put all the machines, and um, it was cool. And m- myself, I had actually I was vi- vi- visual effects supervisor for the whole movie, so I was uh, supervising the effects which was done by main company as well as visual effects done by other company here in in, uh, in the States and I was also second unit director oh. which was like like a real blessing you know and because Jean-Pierre so the, the whole thing is on, on, on these kind of big movies the studio they always want to have they always want to have a, a second unit director because you have so many other shots to do action shots or you know inserts, and you know they don't want to sp- that, the, that, that the main director spends you know, too much time doing this kind of thing. And Champierre is a very very meticulous guy, and he wants the things to be exactly what how he wants them to to be done. So he's very very precise, and so he was not very comfortable to work with uh, standards, you know, second director because he has you know he didn't know the guys. So he was not sure that the guy would do exactly what he wanted. So um, at first he said to the studio, you know what, I think I can do it myself. You know, I can work on the weekend, doing my <laughs> home at night. And the studio said at the first, they said, yeah, we'll see. And then when the first, you know, need of a second unit came, Jean-Pierre said, you know what, we can ask Peter to do that because, you know, I know him. He, I, I did already that with Jean-Pierre on the City of Allah Children. So he was confident with me. And, he and said, you had Maybe already yeah. directed Vidoc at that point? No, it was before. No, Alien was before Vidoc. Oh. So, but I've been directing commercials and oh, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I must say, City of Lost Children, when I first saw the first footage of that in just a trailer, just blew me away at how um, different and how beautiful that look was of that film. It really is an amazing accomplishment. And um, I think it changed a lot of the ways films are made. And I think, you know, the, the work that you had been doing up to that point really um, started to affect the whole scene um, on a, in a big way. Oh, yeah. I mean, and now it's funny to see a lot of movies who you really see, okay, they, these guys 
has seen City of Lost Children. Yeah, yeah. He has seen more than one time. He knows the movie by heart. I recognize this shot. I recognize this. Yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. There's something flattering about that, though, I think. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I mean, to, to be part of, of this kind of, of, of uh, adventure and be part of a family like Jean-Pierre Genet, yeah, it's, it's, it's because, you know, when you're doing that, you have no... You have no... Um, uh, uh, you, you don't know what you're doing, actually. It's, you know, you try to do your best, but you're not aware that what you're doing is, will be like in a, like a piece of art. You know, it's, it's beautiful, you know, because, you know, you, and, but, you know, you have no idea that this movie will be like a reference, like an icon for the, uh, for, for the next uh, century. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so much about energy. It's so, it's so much about a crew. It's so much about you know people all together, and with these two guys Jean-Pierre Genet and Caro, uh, who are really splitting the uh, the work. Jean-Pierre was really the director, uh, taking care of the set, of the actor, of the camera, and everything. And Marc Caro, uh, he was really the production designer side. He was you know looking at every detail on anything on the set. He was you know, even a cup was not on the right place. He would just jump on the cup and put it. You know, like a maniac. Yeah. yeah like maniac and so it was like a body with two heads wow. uh, and and they were really very on the same uh, on, on the same same page always you know on a, it was it was really uh, very amazing and you know everything was uh, was a premiere on this movie we shot the the whole city uh, uh, was built in a huge set in in, in Paris it was a huge set uh, and you know it's a lot of so the, in terms of technology, uh, same thing. I mean, we built some motion control uh, a rig to to to, shoot, to do some shots, and it's it was everything was like an experience. Everything was like a uh, like a be a pioneer or something. Mm. And same for the process, for the, the film process, for yeah, everything. I want to get back to this HD film Vidoc that you did because I want to find out some things about uh, HD and what you learned from shooting on HD. Um, that uh, maybe things that you'll do differently next time, what, what worked, what didn't work. What are your thoughts on that experience of shooting an entirely HD film? Yeah, I mean, the, the first part in that, in that experience was, uh, it was the first thing, it was the first one, the yeah. first ever did. So uh, uh, we had to, um, to fix things. For example, on the set, we don't have a video playback. Oh. There's no way to record a video playback. Really? Yeah, because because you know we we the the, uh, the video assist was in video res, right? Mm-hmm. Like we on, on all the sets we have, you know, used to have this uh, video res uh, video assist. But at that time, because it was the very first camera, there's no device to to down convert wow. from HD to SD. Oh. So there's no way to playback. You couldn't uh, just run a little crappy camera alongside it or under so, it or something. So the thing was, and, and so so and as well as I didn't like to, I mean, to play back the tape because you know the tape yeah, is like the film. The you don't want to time code or anything like that. No, that, no, 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 no. It was fine. I mean, yeah. because it's like a like a, a oh, you beta. Don't want to wear it out. Yeah, I mean, because it's film. I mean, yeah. it's actors. It's sort of thing. You don't want to to, to rewind oh. to look in the camera because you never know. Even it's safe. You never know if the drum would damage the tape. It's, it's mechanical. Mm-hmm. So the less you use it, the better you are. So I didn't want to play back on the camera, even if it was possible, because you know, it was uh, a loss of time. And, and, um, and then also the other problem was 
uh, I wanted, I mean, the movie is shot with Steadicam. 90% of the really? movie is just Steadicam. And yeah, the few shots with a, a technocrane, but everything is Steadicam. And the Steadicam, you need to feed the uh, this like green uh, screen with video. With, because then the, the, at this time, of course, there's no uh, uh, HD Steadicam. So the only solution we had was to put a, a small video camera to shoot the viewfinder of the HD camera in order to feed the uh, the monitor of the uh, of the Steadicam operator, mm -hmm. and then from that we had like a, you know a, like a wireless system, so I could see the, uh, uh, the, the 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 video from the camera. Mm -hmm. But you know, and and it it was a big deal. And then later on, you know, like a, a month after shooting, uh, after the months where we were still shooting, we finally find in Canada a guy who did a, a card a little device who was the first down converter from video from HD to uh, to HDM. So it was all about I mean I mean like a, a, about like a, a finding tools and uh, fixing problems and um, yeah and same like the at, at that time the uh, the CCD the range of the CCD was very little. That's meaning the chip in the camera is that what is the CCD? The, the CCD is the, uh, the this surface whether that I mean, it's like the film. I mean, the CCD is like the film per se. Okay. That's what's what is hit by the by, by the light, mm -hmm. and what from that I mean the the the, the information uh, captured on the CCD go into processing and then goes to, uh, to to be recorded. So and the CCD is like like a film. So and it depends. It, it it's uh, it's uh, it's allows to record. A certain range of contrast, high light and low light, and at that time the uh, uh, the, the CCD was not allowed. It didn't give us a big chance to record high and low at the same time. Meaning, when you were outside with a very very sunny day, uh, you had to, sh to 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 pick up to, to choice thing. Either you want to uh, to expose the film for the low light, that means that everything which which is dark will be not bright, but you, you will have details in the dark. Mm -hmm. But then in the highlight will be completely blown away and, you know, no, uh, no, no texture. Or at the opposite, if you want, if you want to have the highlights uh, with detail, then the low light will be uh, uh, with no detail. So it was like the, uh, like the, uh, the, um, the trade. And yeah, to say, uh, like in a scale, uh, to have an idea, I mean, uh, uh, on a film, uh, you have... I mean, it's technical. You have a ten stop of of flexibility, meaning that you have like uh, like, like like I say ten stop. So w w everything which is within the ten stop will be recorded on 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 the, on the film stock. Uh, at that time, on the video, the range was like four or five stop. Mm -hmm. So it was like half of what the film could record actually. But now they they make a lot of. Uh, 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 a lot of, uh, ad a lot of, uh, they fix the thing and the new, uh, the new Sony uh, HD, whatever, and 100 is much better and there's less, less, less and less problem. And the new, new generation of camera, they fix the problem. And now they on digital, you can have almost the same range than you have in film. Almost, it's not that. Is that one of the things? What, what do you think uh, makes it so? A lot of us say when we see a movie that's shot in. Uh, digital, and we see a movie that's shot on film, even if we're watching it on film, 
we can usually tell the difference. You can say, okay, this is probably shot on digital and most of the time. What do you think makes that difference? What do you think is the distinguishing characteristic? Is it the frame rate? Is it something that we're trained to see? Um, you know, a lot of people say I, I, it seems more real to me, like I can see more detail in the HD. So sometimes it doesn't, sometimes people say it doesn't look as good as film. Yeah, it depends. And uh, what I've tried to do on Vidoc is to to do thing I like. Um, it's not clear, but you know, I didn't when I did the, the movie. I didn't wanted to do to to have a special look. I didn't want to look like HD or to look like film. I, I wanted the movie to have a special look. And at the end, when the film was released on film, nobody could say it was shot in HD. And when you see the film. I mean, it's it's like it, it looks like film, but it doesn't feel like HD. It looks like special. Yeah, it has you, a different it's, look than anything that I've seen. I, I must yeah, say, but yeah. When, when you see it on film, on, on, on DVD is DVD. Uh -huh. But when you see it when you see it re in real production yeah, on film, it it's it's funny because it's it looks like something you, you you haven't seen before, but you can't say positively it's it's HD. You have no no artifact of, or nothing that tells you it's HD. Um, so the first thing, and that's why I went for HD. The first thing is the first big difference between HD and film is the depth of field. And even now it's changing because they, 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 are, they are now doing other type of of, of, of uh, 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 HD capture, so you can put the uh, the, the same 35 millimeter lens. Can you explain that depth of field? Because um, that's some, that's what I hear people say a lot when they talk about um, uh, HD. And what exactly does that mean? Okay, depth of field is the depth of focus. So depending on the lens you, you're, you're, you're using, if you're, you have two families of lens. You have the wide angle and the, the long lens. The wide angle gives you a wild field. So if you look at, you know, if you're, if you're in a room, you will have like, oh, not in a room, but whatever, you, you will have like, a, let's say 90 degrees of field. To see, so in the 90 degrees in front of you, you will see everything which is in this 90 degrees. And because it's a wide angle, you will have what we call the great depth of field, meaning almost everything you see is in focus. Okay. Even if it's close or far from the camera, it will be in focus. And the total opposite is a long lens. So if you use like, like a telephoto or a long lens, then the angle of shooting will be very little. It can be like 10 degrees angle, a 10 degree angle. But then, so that means that if you are filming like in a room, uh, somebody with, I mean, a, a, a whole a dinner things, okay? You have like 10 people around the table and stuff like that. So with a wide angle, you will capture the whole the whole room. And with, with a, a long lens, you will focus on a close-up on one of the, of the person. And then the focus will be just on the face. Meaning, if you if you're doing this long lens, the background, I mean, the the the, the wall of the place of, of the room will be totally blurred, and the face of the actor, if you do the focus correctly, of course, <laughs> will be in focus. And the longer the lens is, the smaller the depth of field is. Meaning that if you're really using a long, long, long uh, telephoto lens, then you can have the nose of the actor sharp. <laughs> Uh -huh. I mean, nose and eyes sharp, while the uh, the ear are out of focus. Mm -hmm. So you can reduce the depth of field by using a long lens. 
uh, and you know, and in opposite. I mean, the wider the lens is, the the, the more uh, uh, the, the bigger is the depth of fields. For example, the the the, the widest you can have is what we call the fisheye, which is a one uh, uh, one eighty degree uh, uh, field of uh, of of, uh, of image. Mm -hmm. And usually it gives you like a round image. It's like, like, like the, the thing you put in, a, in the on the door to check if, oh, if yeah. anybody is behind the door. Uh, uh, so this will give you a, a 100% person uh, depth of field. Meaning even you can put your finger on the lens, the finger will be sharp, as well as the far end, the sky. If you have a sky, so and so now we're getting in a very technical thing. Uh, That's good though. So the, the so that's the difficult part to explain just with uh, with the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's well, thank say. Thank you for explaining. Sorry? Thank you for explaining uh, this. Okay. I, I my best. <laughs> okay, so we we have and uh, this English term uh, maybe I, I hope I, I know the, the good one. So we define what we call a normal lens. So that's the. French translation, English translation from French, normal lens, which gives you what the eye can see. I mean, for example, uh, let's start with, with, with a, a photo, an icon, no, a, 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 a 35 millimeter still photo camera, an icon. So what they, they define the, uh, the normal lens, or let's say that, as a 50 millimeter. So that means that if you put a 50 millimeter lens on your Nikon, you will have your your the, the Nikon will see what your eye can see, not in terms of width, but in terms of depth. I mean that's when you look and look in the window, you look as close in in the uh, in the, in the camera. You look as close as me than if I take my camera off my my eye. Then if I use a wider angle, let's say a 20 millimeter angle. So it goes lens. down. So, so 50 the, millimeter is smaller than 25 for some reason. No, the, the 25 is smaller than 50. Oh. Yeah, 25 is smaller than 50. So why is it <laughs> so wider? So it's, it's wider. So the, 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 it's because it's a distance. I mean, you have what, what, what the, the focal distance is a distance between the film and the center of the lens. And the longer it is, the smaller the angle and okay. angle of field is. And you know, it's a, you know, there's drawing very famous of the box. I mean, you know, of the, uh, we use to, to know that when you are in science, when you use the, uh, when you learn to, uh, to try to learn how the eye is working or how a camera is working. You know, you, you draw these lines, which are crossing in the middle of the lens, and from one end you have the film, and for, until the other end you have the landscape, right? And of course, the distance between the, the film is very short, and what you're shooting is very wide. It's not clear, sorry. <laughs> okay, anyway, I try, I try to go, go back to that. So, so the closer, the, the, the shorter is the lens, mm -hmm. so the closer the, 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 the middle, I mean, the center of the optical will be close to the film, and then the angle will be bigger. Okay, mm -hmm. that's because the lines they're crossing in the middle of the lens. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the longer is the distance, the shorter, mm. the like shorter, scissors. like scissors, exactly like scissors. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the rotation of the scissors is the center, the optical center of the lens. Okay. 
Okay, so let's go back to the Nikon. The, the, the Nikon on a 50mm lens gives you what the eye can see. I mean, it gives you the impression that, you, that we have with, the, with your eye. Then if you open up the, the depth, I mean, the, 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 the angle, meaning that you go down on the, on the, the lens, you will have, let's say, a 20 millimeter lens on the Nikon. Then the angle will be bigger. Then you, I mean, the, the subject will seem to be further from from, from the from, from the camera. You you will you will look smaller smaller mm -hmm. than you were looking before. And it, then what I see in in the camera is different than what I see with, with my real eyes. It, you will look smaller in the, in the thing. And at the opposite, if I use like a 100 millimeter lens, then I will see less of the room and I will focus on you, your shoulder and your face. So, and that's, that will be my, my focus. So that's okay. That's, so we have the 20, the 50 and the 100. That's a basic, basic uh, set of lens. Okay, and, but this lens or I mean, this, if, 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 we, if we go back to the 50, the 50, this lens, this, this lens, length of the lens, of the focal length, has been determined by the size of the film. So a 50 is for an icon, which is a 30 millimeter, 35 millimeter film. Now, if you go in a bigger format, like if people know like a Hasselblad or this kind of other type of film camera, or six by six millimeter film, which is bigger than 35 millimeter, then which was used to be the regular the, the, the re this regular uh, uh, lens, which was a 50 for a Nikon, become an 80 for a Hasselblad mm. because the size of the film is different. Mm -hmm. So to get the that same thing, the, the ratio is different. So that so that's what's happening and. Because the bigger is uh, the length, the less depth of field you have. Meaning, if I take the same picture, okay, same picture, at the end, I have the same, I want the same image of you. Okay, if I use like the Nikon, the same framing using a 50 millimeter, let's say you will be in focus and the door, which is like a two meter behind you, will be in focus, same thing, sharp. Now I take my Hasselblad. I take the same, the equivalence lens, which will be the 80 millimeter. So I will have exactly the same framing and it will reproduce the same impression. So we are, we, you won't be smaller or bigger. But then, because it's 80 millimeter, the depth of field will be different. And the door, which is behind you, which was sharp with the 50, then will become soft, unfocused with the 80. Mm. Wow. And at the opposite, if you're using uh, like a, a film camera, okay, a, a, a moving picture film camera, which is 35 millimeter film stock, but the size of the image is much smaller on a camera, on, 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 a, on, a, on a moving picture camera than on a still camera, because the film on, on, an, on an icon is running horizontally. So horizontally. the movie, horizontally. So the movie, the, 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 the frame is horizontal 
on 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 the on the uh, on the film. Mm -hmm. But when you use a camera, the film is going Vertical. vertically. Mm -hmm. So that means that every frame is contained vertically on the on the film. So it's much smaller. Mm -hmm. Like uh, uh, yeah. So the, the the size I don't remember exactly the the, the the sizes, but you know on on a on a on a thirty five millimeter the uh, uh, the 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 size of the image is twenty four by thirty six millimeter, mm -hmm. and on the, on the film I don't remember, but it's like like twenty five, which is thirty six, become twenty five. Mm. So it's much 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 smaller. So the the, the the same thing apply. So meaning that in order to have, if you're using the film camera, in order to to find this like normal. Uh, lens and to to get the same feeling, then you, the, the 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 regular whatever would be thirty two. Oh. So to get the same feeling, would be you have to to put a thirty two millimeter on your camera to get the same frame that you had with a fifty on the, on an icon and an eighty on a Hasselblad. Wow. So you have more depth of field. So using a film, using a, like 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 a like a, a, a film camera. So that means that if I start with the same image, you will be, of course, in focus. The door behind will be in focus. And the wall, which is behind, which was blurry with the Nikon and very blurry with the Hasselblad, will be in focus with the, uh, the 35 millimeter camera, film, stuff, film camera. And then how does that translate into and, HD? And so in HD, mm -hmm. so we go either... either yeah. Oh, it goes more, more in that direction. because the more. size of the of the CCD capture on a on a HD camera is like half of the size of the film mm -hmm. of the the, 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 the thirty five millimeter film. That means that in order to have the same image, then you will use a twelve millimeter wow. lens. That means that on this twelve millimeter, you will be. Like you will be in focus, the door will be in focus, the wall be behind you will be in focus, and what you see through the window, the landscape, will be in focus. Oh. I see. I see. And how do you avoid that? You don't avoid it. I mean, it's where it is. <laughs> you can't uh, fake it somehow. No, because it, it's, uh, it's optical. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the way the camera That's is. That's what you see, though. That is the difference when you see an HD yeah. um, presentation. Everything like, everything is, is so sharp. It's, it's sharp. It's in so focus. That, what if yeah. you We're use not a one millimeter all. lens, then? Yeah, but then you... you uh, I mean, then the, 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 the angle of fields will be... It's like It's wide. like a fisheye. It's a, a fisheye. And, of course... The the, the 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 downside is okay when you want to shoot the face of somebody you want to do a close up okay on on somebody you have different options you can use a long lens that means that the camera has to be far away from the actor in order to uh, to frame to frame him and you will have you know like we said the background will be very blurry but you know he will be because the, the the more, the longer you are, and the the further you are from the camera, the more compressed you are. So that's also an optical rule. The closer you are, the less compressed you are, and the the further you are, the more compressed you are. 
That's why I don't understand the compression. You, you, you understand the, the the compression is because you know further the elements are they, they look like closer to them, and the, the closer they are, they are to you, you have more uh, feeling of of you, you have more, you can decompose more more things if they are close to you than if they are far. It's it's it's, it's a way to, to explain it, but you know the, the thing is. Uh, um, in, in in reality, okay, is if I shoot your 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 portrait with let's say a hundred millimeter lens, you will and and then also a hundred millimeter is a hundred millimeter. Whatever you even use with 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 a, a, a video camera or a, a film camera or a Hasselblad, you will have always the same depth of field because. What brings the depth of field is the lens, the, 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 this focal distance. That gives the, 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 the depth of field. So if I use this uh, 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 100 millimeter, I will have a certain texture of the image, depth of field and thing. But in terms of, because I'm far from you, the, you will be flattened by the distance, hmm. meaning yeah, I mean, on on a face, the the, the most the, the the more easy thing is the nose. So your nose will look like small, like regular. Mm-hmm. And the further I am, the further the more your nose will look not flat, but you know if you're just facing me, mm-hmm. which is which is it was in, in because your nose is, is in three D. Mm-hmm. Regarding me, the further I am, the cl- the smaller your nose will be in terms of depth. Mm. At the opposite, if if I want, if I use like a twelve millimeter, mm-hmm. which is ten times smaller than a hundred, mm-hmm. I will have to be very close to you in order to have the same framing. So then the camera will be will be like like a, a, up a, your a, nose. A, yeah, like, like in a the foot. doc you did that a yeah. lot. Like with a the foot. scary, yeah, scary thing. Yeah, the, the camera will be like a foot from your face, but then a deformation will start to occur. <laughs> Means your nose will be huge, right? Will be twice bigger, makes sense. And because everything will be deformed, because everything is close to the lens, everything will start to be more round and deformed. So and it's it's, it's gradual, from you know from uh, from close to uh, to wide. And there is one example, very famous. Let me just check with Justin here. Justin, how are we doing with our sound? Do we have enough time? Yeah, we're okay. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, no, this we, is great. We talk too much. This is so interesting. And, and there is so there is one one artifact which is very famous. Um, that's uh, uh, that Hitchcock used. He used in uh, Vertigo, mm-hmm. and we see these things in a lot of um, uh, commercials and movies. And you know, when you play with compression, so the whole thing is to play with zoom. And the track at the same time. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, you know, you can't balance the zoom with a track. In the Meaning, in the opposite direction. You're going in on the zoom and back on the dolly. And you have, and that's what you see. So, and you see that that's if you start if you keep the same framing of of a character. So you 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 you, you shoot the the, guy, the, the, the breast mm-hmm. from breast to to head, and you keep the same framing, but you pull back. The, the, the camera and you zoom in which happened is you will see the background moving 
the character will stay steady. Because you've just lengthened your focal lens. Or yeah, you, you zoom in. I mean, you zoom out, so mm -hmm. you change you change the lens. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's say you start with a twenty with a twelve. You start with a twelve millimeter mm -hmm. shooting the guy. So the camera is like a, a, like a foot. Like like two feet from the from 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 the actor, mm -hmm. and you frame with your 12 millimeter uh, 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 lens the guy. So the guy is a frame is the same, okay. And then you pull back the camera, so you track back. But while you're tracking, you compensate by zooming in to keep the character exactly on the same size in the image. So because you're zooming in, the angle field is start to reduce mm -hmm. meaning that first the background will reduce mm -hmm. so at the beginning maybe you will see this door which is at the far end of the left side of the camera and of the frame and you'll see whatever the other person which is on the far end right side of the camera and and everything will start to shrink I mean to uh, to uh, to um, yeah the, the, the field of view will shrink well, going lower, smaller and smaller, smaller, smaller. For at the end, when the camera will be far away from you and the lens would be set to 100 millimeter, what we'll see would be just your, your, your shoulder and the door, which is behind you. And you will lose exactly everything which yes, is around. Like I have stayed still and everything else around me has... Which is very, mm -hmm. it, it kind of um, psychologically implies that the person, the world is moving it's too moving, fast yeah, and they're exactly. losing their mind or something. And the focus will change too. I mean, at the, at the beginning, the, the background, which was very, very sharp with all the details, then will start to really get very blurred to be totally un, un, unfocused. And, but we've seen, it's hard to explain just with the, with, with the mic, but we've seen this shot in a lot of commercials, music mm -hmm. videos, feature film. I don't have a, 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 I don't remember exactly which movie, but we've seen. I mean, the, really the first to do that was, was Hitchcock mm -hmm. in, the, in Vertigo. Yeah, because I it brings. what you're talking about, because we have seen that so many times, so effective. When he yeah, did it, it was so effective. It gives really like, this, uh, this uh, uh, feeling of Vertigo, of, you know, of falling without falling. Yeah. You know, because everything is. Is is giving is is moving, uh, is moving away? Yeah, it's moving and still at the same time. Now let me ask you um, regarding green screen and compositing. Is there a particular lens or size or um, do, how does this conversation that we're having pertain to what the do's and don'ts are of shooting on a green screen? Oh, it's another. It's, I mean, green screen is another another world. Um, the whole thing with green screen is you want to uh, match with with the background. So you have when you shoot on a green screen, that means that you have one character, one, one foreground, something you want to add on an, on an existing image. So the whole deal when you're doing a green screen is to set up the shooting, the lights, the angle, uh, the, 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 the camera position, the, the, the lens, to make sure that what you're shooting will match with the background. That's, there's no, I mean, if you need to have a 20 millimeter or, or a 100 millimeter, there's no rule other than you have, to f you have to match with the background. And by match with the background, you mean if the image in the background is supposed to be close to the person, it's one way. If it's supposed to be far from the person, or what do you mean by match to the background? Match, I mean, the, the background has, was shot with a, with a certain lens. 
the background. Oh. So you have to. I mean, if you want to oh. uh, to that, if you want to feel that the the person you are adding on the image is belong to this world, oh. you need to 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 find the same lens. Oh, Otherwise, we, our eye is going to see the difference. Yeah. And say oh, without the knowing the two things, without knowing anything about photography or filmmaking no, or anything, like, weird. I mean, like he doesn't look like he's in there. Yeah, nobody will will understand why, but it will. Well, that's weird. We don't we don't feel the guys. Uh, if it feels like green screen, how would how do you know though what what they shot it in? Like if you're using some kind of archival footage. Yeah, let's yeah, say. you need to guess <laughs> to try to try. Yeah, yeah, to try to test. I mean, I've done a commercial long time ago for Microsoft for for France, and the, the whole thing was to put in a in a in a in a, in a footage from the uh, from 1900 uh, uh, a family, which were it was by the Eiffel Tower, and this guy had to to move around and you know to be within the the, the guy in black and white. And and the, the shot was, was moving, so it was the more complicated wow. thing because the shot was moving, and and so we have to find. So and in order to to do that, to really find the exact uh, uh, the exact lens, because you know if you are if you if you're doing a, a lock off camera, it's easy because you can guess with the eye, but as soon as you start to move, and you feel that the character is going in the depths and right left, then you need to have yeah. the, the the same camera because. Because you know, if 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 you don't have exactly the same lens, you will feel it. You will feel that something something is weird. So what we did is we we, we took the uh, this this, this uh, uh, footage, and we and because the footage was shot in Paris, in some place we know. You just did it over. So again. we measured. Oh. So we went on the, on 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 location, and we start to measure what is the distance between these two 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 buildings. And to try to um, to to make like a, a trigonometry things to to find exactly where first where the camera was by tri- by tri- what we call tri- triangulation, and then to find the lens. So at that time, there is no really software able to do that. To, to we had to do it manually to measure and to okay and to guess to try. And okay, it could be this one. Oh, it's me. Okay, it was. But now you have software. Who can, by tri- by triangulation, uh, even even you know they they don't know the the, the, the geometry of, of the scene, but just because the frame is moving, the computer you know by analyzing frame after frame, can deduct what is the distance and what is really? the length. Yeah. Is that called rotoscoping? No, tracking. 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 That's, that's the way that the tracking and tra- and triangulation works. Because if, but you need to show. I mean, even now you have other software who can do everything automatically. Mm-hmm. But the really first stage was okay. You need to pick in different images. I mean, in different uh, image one. You know, f- uh, filming twenty four frames per second. You know, on each frame for a certain amount of frame, you need to say to tell the computer this point is matching with this one. Meaning you go to you 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 check on the the frame one, let's say the angle of the door, and then you go to frame two, and you select the same angle on the door. But of course, because the camera is moving, this point ha- had moved, and so and so and so, and you, and you you do that on a lot of you know remarkable areas, and then 
the computer analyzes the movements and by triangulation, which is a basic tri- trigonometry, it's like the GPS is working, actually, mm-hmm. and can calculate and find the, 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 the position, the 3D position of every point. So and like then recreate the... Like if uh, I wanted to put a red nose on somebody's nose, like I want to make them a clown, and I could triangulate where the nose is in the, over a few frames, and then the program would learn that, and then I could put the nose there, and it would keep following the nose of the person. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. that's, say, like After Effects does that. Um, yeah, but the, this is a, what you... You're saying it's just like it's a 2D process. Mm-hmm. This one is the, is the easiest one. It's a 2D oh, process I see. Mm-hmm. because you know it's a tr- the basic tracking, mm-hmm. and because yeah because you lock one one uh, re- remarkable remarkable area on the shot and the software recognizes frame after frame because you just look in the same area and he find it. But what I'm talking about is it's a, the step over which is triangulation. That means using the same technology, mm-hmm. but it, it just started the same. It's tracking, but it's tracking plus triangulation. Meaning you triangulation track... adds the kind of depth of field yeah. between you and me. Sort exactly. Of wow. So by triangulation, because the computer knows that this point was there at this moment, and relatively to the other, other point, they were this in relative position, and then they go to the next frame. And so the computer recalculates the tri- triangulation, and then it's it's the equation, and then okay, if this point is here, and after it is, this point is here, and this point is here, the only solution is the camera was here at this moment and here at this moment. It's just you know it's math. It's just uh, equations. And what program is that? Oh, now there are thousands of pro- lots of programs. Justin, can you name a few programs to do that? Um, well, I believe. Um Combustion has 3D tracking, correct? Sorry? Combustion? Combustion, combustion yeah. I mean, tracking. yeah, no. Um, yeah. I think After Effects even has 3D tracking now in their latest. And you have a lot of plugins. Uh, of yeah, course, you had a lot of uh, plugins. I don't remember. The, the, the first one was a. Uh, uh, equalizer or something, which was a software, and you have you have a very famous one which is called Buju, which is a, a tracking software who doesn't use any tracker. And, and you know, and also you have a tracking software who needs tracker, so you 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 need to put on the on 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 the on the on the shoot on the shooting you need to put crosses. So it helps the computer to calculate and to, uh, but you have even now you have, you know, software, who can do this on on its own, mm. and actually I have I have a, a French a friend French company in France who has developed they, they they are called Total Immersion, and they have developed a real time software that can do this motion tracking real time. So that means that you uh, you, you have a, a video camera and you shoot whatever you want, and in real time, you can add on the image a 3D object, and the 3D object is following exactly the path, and it's real time. You can be handheld. There's no no other, and it's real time processing. So yeah, it's really more and more the future, because you know you can you know the computer the, the, the power of the computer now is able to analyze a lot of things and calculate, and because it's all about logic, I mean. Uh, 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 it's just logic. It's 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 mass trigonometry and logic to 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 find to define a word and to reconstruct to to reconstruct the uh, the space. I think uh, 
I think we're going to have to end pretty soon here because we're I going. I just want to end by asking Pitoff, what what are your what are you working on now, and what are your future? Uh, what do you want to be doing in the next year or so? So now I'm working on um, developments on different scripts, and uh, I want to uh, make a, a, a small movie. <laughs> I want I do I really want to make a very contained and uh, interesting movie. Uh, so that, that that's my really my, my my goal now for the next uh, next months, and um, yeah, and you know, and I would I would love to produce movies as well. That's, that's his phone. <laughs> <laughs> iPhone message. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> I love that's that great. phone. So and I, I and I still want to make this uh, uh, aviation movie. Yes. So it, I, I hope it will be uh, the the movie after, and to really because then I think it's really fun. And, uh, you know, being a pilot, you want to communicate this passion and to bring people flying with you. Pitup is an acrobatic pilot. <laughs> yes, that's yes. what I like to do. Huh? A thrill seeker. Okay, so um, I'm at the section where we say film bites. If anybody wants to put a film bite in, obviously we've learned a heck of a lot in this yeah, discussion. That was so helpful to me because I never understood that lenses thing. I thought I was going to have to take a whole class on it, but I think I, I got it. Did you it. understand? Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're very smart. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say a film bite. My film bite is just... Um, if you're a young person who wants to become a film director or, or you want to become a cinematographer, study math. Because I think, as has been demonstrated here, concepts that you'll learn in math and physics and science uh, courses will come into play definitely when you're on the set. And sometimes um, you're going to have to be inventing things on the fly. So that stuff will come in handy, just that way of thinking. My film bite would be something that I learned from listening to Pitoff, which is if you want to be in the film industry and you don't know exactly what you want to do and you don't have any contacts, just start by um, approaching people that are already doing it and, and work, uh, work your way in at whatever level till you discover exactly what the different jobs are and which one you'd like to do. And that's, uh, that's the way Pitoff started. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I think, too, if, if you want to start a career now in this film industry, you have to know that in a few years, nothing will, will look like now. I mean, it's really, it will drastically change. And in, in my opinion, we're going to really to mix video, I mean, like, like we call today, video game, movie industry, everything will be so, so, so different. So, I mean, I guess there's a lot of different ways to approach uh, uh, this industry, and and uh, yeah, and, and really in a very very close future, everything will, will change. And yeah, like you said, uh, you need to be like you, you need to have some of the technical uh, uh, skills. Uh, yes, yeah, sure, of course. If you want to be a DP, you need to be very technical. But if you want to be a director, you don't need to be technical. Uh, what you need is to have a vision. What you need is to have ideas. And also, you, you need to have the nose to find people to work with you. Right. Because as a director, I mean, what you need is to, uh, to, uh, to, to build a crew. Because you need to have a DP or you, are, you have a close relationship. You, have, you need to have an editor. Which, uh, uh, who is, you will develop some relationship to. Because uh, being a director is all about communicating. You need to have first an idea and then to be able to tell this idea to people, to explain to your crew how to make things you want happen, happening. That's, that's the basic thing. Uh, um, and and uh, the more complicated the movie is, more effects, 
more whatever make the movie complicated means that you have to, to communicate a lot. Otherwise, you will at the end have a movie you don't like or things will be not as good as you had in mind um, and you have to stick with what you want. I mean, to have one idea and try to do whatever you can to make that image, that situation, that thing happening. Great. Thank you so much. I hope we can ask you to come back uh, maybe after you do your next film so we can keep learning from you. Yeah, absolutely, I will. Thank you. All right, thanks for joining us here on Fat Free Film. If you have any questions for us or Pitaf, um, please email me at joel at fatfreefilm.com.